Hey guys, my name is Alex, and you're listening to the Thousand Movie Project Podcast. Business has slowed down at the grocery store these past couple weeks now that everybody seems to have kind of given up on their New Year's resolution to come in every day and buy a shitload of produce that they're going to eat that night. So yesterday at work, it's like 3 p.m., and I was in the produce section with my manager, Kyle, and we're stacking apples into pyramids on the display tables. And incidentally, if you're interested in stacking apples into pyramids, the trick is you stack them on their sides. But after a while, we're just standing there focusing on the task at hand. Kyle breaks the silence and he says, yo, who taught you how to read? And I hesitated to answer. I was like looking for something in his tone and his face to indicate if this was some kind of trap. Like if he was setting up a joke or if he was gonna pull some emotional bait and switch and be like, yo, can you teach me how to read? Which I don't, which I'm not like opposed to. I just feel like I have to brace myself. The truth is both my parents taught me to read. It was definitely a a co-parenting effort. The reason I'm inclined to say it was my dad, I think stems from the fact that I'm still haunted by this one memory where I was like six or seven years old. We're sitting at the dining room table and we're going very slowly through the Clifford the Big Red Dog book, and more specifically, it was a Halloween-themed Clifford the Big Red Dog book. I insisted at the time that we read the Halloween-themed version of Clifford the Big Red Dog because I was, and I kind of still am, what I only recently learned is, is referred to in child psychology as a spooky bitch, and I lean hard on all things ghoulish. I always have, and guess what? I always will. So we're sitting at the table with this Clifford book, and my dad is sort of running his finger under the sentences as I'm reading aloud, and I am very slowly pronouncing the words one by one, and at the end of each page, he asks me to sort of reiterate what just transpired on the page. And let me just say, I'm killing it. I may not be a smart man, but I do know what big words are. I I just took well to reading, and writing, and over the years doing so much of it, a lot of that stuff has worked its way into my vocabulary, and it kind of gives the wrong impression. Like, I have noticed over the past few years that there's often this arc, as I'm getting to know someone, as we start disclosing more and more about ourselves, as we learn each other's positions and priorities, and we see each other react to things, I can now track how this other person will gradually start looking at me sideways this slow blooming epiphany just under the surface where they're like this dude's not that smart he's just really articulate which is absolutely true in my sophomore and junior years in high school i was in ap english and ap history and i did poorly in those classes teachers kept like taking me aside i would stay back after class or i'd have to go back to class at the end of the day to talk with them about something and invariably once we were alone and I was seated next to their desk, they would bring out some essay that I had turned in and they would show me the front of it and there was always like a D at the top and they would say, you know what, Alex, like, I'm happy for you. You're a good writer. It's not a lot of people who can say that, but you were supposed to write a four page response to the reading we did about the Boston Tea Party. And this 
is a four-page riff where after the first paragraph, you never mention the Boston Tea Party again. And they would say, if you feel that this class isn't challenging enough, like just say the word and you can spend the rest of your time here just in remedial English and go on coasting if that's what you're trying to do. And I would get like really embarrassed and I would, but I would have to argue with them and be like, I swear, I'm not being a smart ass. I'm not bored in this class. I'm just dumb. There was only one teacher in all of high school who I said that to her and then she like took it at face value and accommodated me which was incredibly helpful and I was so grateful. But for the most part, when I would say that to teachers, the conversation going forward, I would see they would be talking with like this very slow, deliberate kind of measured gravity, which at the time I was just like, okay, this is just a heavy conversation. But looking back, I think there was something more to that shift in their tone. I think they weren't sure if I was fucking with them. Like, I think that when I would tell them, hey, I swear, I write well and I'm kind of well-spoken, but I'm way too fucking stupid to be in this class. But those teachers would also get this little hesitation. Like they were suddenly realizing, oh my God, that makes so much sense. But now they're in this like unwinnable situation where they like they feel bad that they're giving me a failing grade or a D because clearly I'm just like really dumb and like they can't hold me to the same standard. But also the writing is pretty strong and it seems to attest to something. So anyways, flashing back to the flashback. I'm six or seven years old. My dad and I are sitting at the dining room table. We're reading this Clifford book aloud. My dad is running his finger under the sentences as I go along. And at one point he comes to a very long word and he stops me and he goes, hold on. He, he does a Kanye West on my big moment. He says, I'm gonna let you finish, but first, and then he pronounces the word for me, enunciating every syllable. And the word that he jumped ahead to, the word that he was sure I wouldn't know how to pronounce was jack-o'-lantern. And I remember being devastated because I knew that word. Of course, I knew the word jack-o'-lantern. How would a spooky bitch not know the word jack-o'-lantern? And I had seen it coming at the end of the page and I was so excited to like dazzle him with the fact that I knew this long ass word, but it didn't happen because he stole my thunder. Anyways, I'm stacking apples with Kyle. He asks me which of my parents taught me to read. And I said, like when I think about it, I know it was both of them, but for some reason, I mostly remember sitting with my dad. Why? Like, who taught you to read? And he scoffs, and he keeps stacking apples, and he's like, fucking nuns? I said, you went to Catholic school? And he goes, yeah, bro, that's why I don't read good. I was always in fucking detention. And I said, did you get in trouble at home for that? And he goes, my dad used to beat my ass. Like, I remember there'd always be like tests on Thursdays, and then that way my teachers could call my dad on Friday to tell him that I failed. And then all weekend, my, my dad would have me doing chores non-stop. And this isn't in Guatemala. So like, it's a different climate. You don't know, you don't even know. So we had chickens and like, I'd have to cut off the chickens heads and shit. This is me being like seven, eight years old. I'd have to cut their heads off and I'd have to clean that little like wire cage shit that they stay in. And then once I was done, he'd maybe come in the house and I'd be like all sweaty and tired and he'd be like, oye, mijo. And then he'd get like this little stool and I had to sit on the stool and clip his toenails. And then after that, he'd send me next door. Cause in this, he got paid for this part because my neighbors, they were building like this fucking greenhouse or something. And bro, they were building that shit for years. And I had to help him for like hours and hours and we were carrying wood and we were- Kyle says this him. while he's shelving the apples fast. He's shoving these apples with a kind of miserable precision. And you sometimes see this happen with people who hate their job. Like when they're lamenting how 
automated and mindless their job is. And so with their body, they end up conveying this like passive aggressive mastery of the task at hand. Like they're zip zap doobly bad. They're doing it really fast and really on point, but with a totally dead bored expression on their face. And I tell them like, that sounds rough. Clipping, clipping your dad and like decapitating the chicken sounds rough and the manual labor and building a greenhouse. But the toenail thing stands out to me. And he says, yeah, bro. And like, I hated being in trouble and doing chores and shit and like losing my whole weekend. But like, I'm not gonna lie. When I was like eight or nine, whatever it was, like I used to get so psyched about it. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I'd be like, oh man, I'm gonna clip my dad's toenails. And then he kind of trailed off for a minute and he kind of like smiled at the memory and he slowed down with stacking the apples. And he said, I knew that was gonna be like the only time that day that my dad was gonna look down at me and he was gonna go, all right, Kyle, good job.